The Daily Mix Show is on deck. Guitars plugged in. Drums ready to go. Chickens. Other animals. And action. This is the Daily Mix Show on The Rock with Taryn Daly and Steve Miggs. While listening to the Daily Mix Show, please refrain from any unnecessary finger gesturing. 99.9 KISW. Top of the morning to you, Rockaholics. Steve Miggs, I encountered a slight blizzard driving through Everett and Linwood today. Well, our thoughts and prayers were with you, and you made it in. So we're very happy to see that. And you know what else is great? I What's put that? my car in snow mode for the first time. Snow mode. Didn't notice any difference, but it wasn't really that snowy. Did you actually put it in mode, or did it do it itself? I did it this morning on myself. Like I think you can put it in smart mode with my new car. And it'll do things on its own. I feel the like car's every, alive. The I, car is alive is all I know. I feel like every morning you come in and you like learn something new about your vehicle. We have the same. We both have a Kia Sportage. I think it's a 2023 as well. Yes. And I'm like, did you know that your car did this? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost called you the other the other morning for help with my Kia, but I figured it out. But I'm yeah, glad. snow mode. I don't know that I did anything this morning, but if you are up in the north end dealing with the snow, please drive safe out there. Well, we're officially in snow mode, apparently, <laughs> in western Washington. And now we're in inform the rockaholics mode. <laughs> Knowledge is power. So give us five-ish minutes and we'll give you, uh, some interesting stuff you can talk about at work. This is the Daily Migs Download. A.K.A. the DMD. Here's your daily dose of doings happening in the world. And the DMD is brought to you by Palace Lawn. Today is all about our new pup, DJ Strawberry. Oh, yeah? Well, because today is National, oh, it's World Spay Day and we just recently had her spayed. So and she's, she's doing all right. Dude, it's like nothing happened. And of course, they're, they're telling us, hey, just make sure she doesn't jump around, run around, get in the dirt because of the stitches. Which, as a human, I understand. But as a crazy puppy, there's no signs of her. At, like, of the moment she got home, she's jumping around, running around. It's been, it's been an uphill battle. Ugh. But it's also National Strawberry Day. And her name is, of course, DJ Strawberry. So How perfect is that? It's a perfect day for strawberries and getting spayed. <laughs> There's also a perfect morning to come in when you're a Kraken fan because last night, maybe you went to bed or maybe you're an idiot like me or just a big fan like me because I stayed up until, I, mean, I was up until 10 p.m. to watch the end of this game and the, the Seattle Kraken won it in overtime in the shootout. Big props to Groovy, Groovy, Groovy. Can't you see? Sometimes your plays just hypnotize me. 29 saves for the Kraken and shut them down, the Boston Bruins, during the shootout. It was awesome. Kyle Yamamoto, Spokane's own. He scored the only goal in the shootout to propel the Seattle Kraken to winning the game against the Bruins. Now, up next for the Kraken, hopefully another win against a team that wears black and gold as well, the Pittsburgh Penguins. And that game is happening on Thursday night. So how late were you up last night then? Because well, I had to go to bed. The game ended close. It was like right before ten, Ooh. and then uh, you know, and then of course it just it, it, we, we just don't go to bed right away. Totally. So I'd say maybe I was falling asleep around ten thirty. It was worth it. You know what? If they lost, I'd have a whole different attitude. <laughs> it was a great win. A group of med students at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine got a big surprise yesterday. This is the news they received in the auditorium thanks to a billion dollar donation. I'm happy to share with you that starting in August this year, the Albert Einstein College of Medicine will be tuition free. (laughs) 
How pissed are you if you just graduated? <laughs> You're like, go F yourself, Einstein. Well, it does include current students, but not so much the ones that just graduated. But current students who have already paid their tuition will get reimbursed. Okay. And then anybody that's going in will basically have their what is normally $59,000 a year tuition waived because of a billion-dollar donation given by Dr. Ruth Gottsman, who is the chair of the board at the college. Damn. Just rolling around with a billion dollars. Making some money right what? there. What if you just graduated? Can you decide, I'm going to go back to school just so you get things taken care of? I <laughs> Maybe. Change my mind. Going back to school. Give me One my money. Quarter. Give me my damn money. <laughs> Dude, and, and that audio, we faded it out. They were cheering for an extended period of time, and I get it, because student loans suck. Yeah, it took me, I think, just over a decade to pay mine off. Let's talk about this guy by the name of John Locker. He's from Des Moines, but I think his name should be John Rocker because he's a rocker, he's a musician, and he just broke... I know, that was bad. Sorry. I didn't get a lot of sleep, Danny. I got it. <laughs> he broke a Guinness World Record at an Iowa venue by playing his guitar, and I'm sure everyone in the neighborhood is very happy about this record-breaking attempt. He hooked up his guitar to 81 amplifiers. And he performed in front of uh, hundreds of people and broke the record. Here's the news report talking about John Rocker. Today I'm trying the most amps simultaneously, which we've got 81 hooked up right now. Local musician John Locker pulled out all the stops, playing through 81 amplifiers on his guitar at once for five minutes straight. He's now a Guinness World Record holder, beating the previous record of 50 amps at once. That's a pretty big step up. Well, ACDC riff right there, too. And also, how hard, though, is that to break that record? That involves no skill. That just involves you knowing 81 people. <laughs> Can I borrow your amp? I, I feel like we could break. Danny, you could break that record. Well, I tried to do that one time where we tried to make like two full stacks at band practice and we kind of blew out my mom's power for a full day. So I don't know if I could, Steve. Well, hook it up here at the station. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> we just need 82 amps in this building. Could you imagine how pissed off people would be? Oh, that'd be lovely. <laughs> Let's do it. Also, KISW goes off for a week, but you know, we're good. <laughs> That's fine. It's worth it to break a record. We'll make sure it says KISW's Danny V. Yes. Then it's like free pub, right? The National Crime Agency and Border Force in the UK had a record seizure of cocaine recently. During this bust, earlier in the month, over... Six tons. Six tons of coke? Six tons of cocaine discovered was, by Border Force officers. Was this going to the NHL All-Star game? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it was in one of those giant shipping containers. Estimated street value is in excess of $570 million. Wow. That's that, a lot of blow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our weather, we're going to hit a high of 44 degrees and cloudy. Big thanks to Kia Puyall uh, for giving us the Daily Mix download, and that's what's up. And also, if I can... I just want to give a real quick shout-out. Real sad news happened yesterday for a lot of us uh, in the in the rock music community and fans of KSW. I think you might know the dude. If you've ever been to a show, you probably met him. His name's Justin Snock. Uh, he was a, a big supporter of our station, uh, a big supporter of the Migs cast back in the day. That's how I first... He would come in and sit in and call in all the time. Also, he was a dude that was a welder and created like my my first ever verified championship when he heard me joking about it on the Migs cast. It was just salt of the earth. Great dude. Sadly passed away. 
and we learned about this yesterday at the age of 32, uh, just heartbreaking. I know a lot of people in the music scene have seen him front row and center singing along to the band's music. He was the biggest, biggest supporter of the local music scene. He would know every word to every song by every yeah. local band. And give you the biggest hug. He was just, ah, it, it, heartbreaking. I, it, it, that was part of also I could not sleep. I was just thinking about the dude and just what a great person he was and how what a great impact he had. I've seen a lot of people on social media that are in bands or at least go to shows. I mean, he was the ultimate rockaholic and so much love to Justin and his friends and family uh, this is a terrible terrible time well if you're having a tough time finding love out there rockaholics there's a good chance that your hobby might be to blame we're going to tell you why at 620 the daily Migs show rockaholics our phone number is 206-803-ROCK give us a call now what's the strangest hobby you've encountered someone having or what is your hobby that many think is odd? There is a chat happening online right now, and it is quite interesting. People talking about hobbies that are red flags. Oh, like for dating? Yes. Okay. okay. For dating. Thank goodness none of us have to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, does your significant other have a hobby that you can? Oh, do you say is my significant other dating? I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's not. Does she have a weird hobby though? Uh, asking me to clean up after myself. It's, oh, it's, how it's, dare it's, it's, she? It's infuriating. Mm. No, but I'm sure if you asked her the question, I think the, the answer would be rather easy is that I like to wear spandex and pretend <laughs> to fight my friends on the weekends. And that is a very odd hobby to have, also known as independent wrestling. I don't know that that would be a red flag, though. It would have been if I think we first met. <laughs> I think, I, I, oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when we first started dating, she always, she'll tell this story and she'll, you know, it always cracks me up. And, you know, Maybe I, I I think it's a little bit of an exaggeration. I like to tell myself that, but she she says to people, "Oh yeah, my husband when we first started dating, he said he kind of liked wrestling, and like he watched it when sometimes from time to time." And it was soon after we started dating that I realized he obsessively watches professional mm. wrestling all the time. Well, I don't know. If, it didn't make the list of red flags. I don't remember personally <laughs> saying I kind of like it. I think I've always said it's the most amazing thing ever, brother. Okay. Love, yeah, it's a love. <laughs> so a few of the red flags. Pranking people—that's a red flag. Well, like, what, don't you think it depends on the prank? I do like because I like to scare people. You do know? you? Oh yeah. And In my what way? Hates it. Like I'll hide behind like the the kitchen island, and then when he walks in the door, like jump up and scare him, and he doesn't like that. How old are you? But I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to poor Brad. He's not you know, he's getting any younger. He's he likes to smoke weed. He's fifty-five and stoned. His poor heart. What are you doing in this guy? He just wants to chill and watch probably some TV shows. Well, they say that the pranks are really more the mean-spirited pranks that are the, and mine comes from a place of love. It's just a quick startle. Yes, <laughs> just like my obsession with professional wrestling. For sure, being obsessed with celebrity culture, especially worshiping celebrities. I would have a hard time being with somebody that constantly was talking about what celebrities did or didn't do. Like, I mean, obviously there's ones that are just massive pop culture. Like, my wife and I will have a quick conversation maybe about Taylor Swift because she was all over the news during the, during the run to the Super Bowl. Of course. And, and, but it's not like neither one of us are obsessively keeping up on all the little details. It's more on the like, Kardashians? No, thank God. <laughs> I got a little nervous one time. We went to, like, New York to go visit family and we're walking around. She's like, I want to go check out this one store. I'm like, alright. So we walked somewhere. I, I, oh, no, it was in Miami. And Finally, we get there. I'm like, what, what is it about the story you want to see? She's like, oh, I see it on the Kardashians all the time. <laughs> I was like, you know if you said that from the get-go, I would have said no. That's the red flag. Yeah, but she's like, but there's a really cool ice cream store right next door. I'm like, say less. Let's go. Being obsessed with politics, particularly when it's rage and hate-fueled. That's a hobby. <laughs> you know what, dude? Go on social media. 
It's a massive hobby for some people. Oh, yes. And now, granted, I'm not dating, but recently I was in a situation where a dude and I were just talking. Got, first time I ever met the dude. And we're just BSing about something. It was very on the surface, nothing too crazy. And then he just looks and goes, well, what do you think about Biden? And I was like, what? And then he just starts going off. And I'm just like, I'm going to go check up my kid. I'll, I'll, I, good talk. I was like, I, I don't know you. Why do I want to have this kind of conversation with you? And he was getting heated. Oh, and yeah. then he went down other things. And just like, and then let me tell you about this other thing. I'm just like, I, I, I don't know you, man. I don't even know your name. Nice to meet you. Bye. <laughs> Pretty much. What about this one? Being a social media influencer. <laughs> That's a hobby? Have you seen people with their cell phones and their selfie sticks? And I, I, I see that at the gym a lot where they have now the tripods. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't think some of these people are filming it to check their form. I think they're solely doing it so they can brag about it on social media. My, one of my favorite accounts to follow on Instagram is Influencers in the Wild. And it's people capturing influencers, getting their content. And it is so Hysterical. My favorite are just all the radio people that we know that like to believe that they're influencers. And oh, yeah. On their, on their social media pages where they have maybe like 300 followers, but they're acting like as if they're like the most important person in the world with what they're telling you to buy and what they're, what they're promoting. I'm just like, what is... <laughs> you spent a lot of time doing this. I'm only trying to influence people to listen to more Rush. That's all. Well, it's not working. <laughs> Gambling. Gambling. Oh, that yeah. could be a bad hobby if you get too obsessed with it. That was me in my early twenties. Really? Oh yeah, I was super obsessed with gambling. I'm trying for... to think of what what were you gambling on? What do you think? I'm going to say Danny was a Texas Hold'em player. I wish I was. That I, cool. I, I'm going to go with just because I like saying it, craps. <laughs> I also wish I was that cool. No, it was roulette. Roulette. That oh. was my second guess. Yeah, I for about two three years there, I was like to the point of like where I was like obsessively going to the casino and spending my rent money, and I have to like call and bail, and it was like one of those like wake up moments of like. You can't do this anymore. You just need to win that one time. You'll yeah. make up for all the money you lost. Yeah, you say that. That's all it takes. <laughs> Smoking weed. And a few people said drinking. Which I don't know if those are hobbies. Those are just lifestyle choices. <laughs> <laughs> it's a way of life, brah. People who have zero hobbies at all. That's apparently a red flag. Well, that would be weird. I think if you don't have anything that you're passionate about outside of just like maybe going to work, like that just seems strange to me. Nothing sparks joy. Like there's nothing that you want to do that you get excited to do that gives you peace of mind. Well, then I guess that's the person that yells on social media about politics. Yeah. yeah. What is the strangest hobby you've encountered, Rockaholics? Or what is the hobby that you might have that many people think is odd? 206-803-ROCK. Give us a call now, and we'll take your calls after Rush. Okay. The Daily Mix Show. Rockaholics, what is the strangest hobby you've encountered someone having? Or what is your hobby that many think is just plain odd? 206-803-ROCK. Give us a call right now, Steve. In Kirkland, oh, I was like, the, what? not you, the other Steve, Stephen Kirkland. You collect electric guitars, but you don't play them. Yeah, I know. When I hear you say it, it sounds really weird. <laughs> uh, you know what? To be honest with you, I don't think it sounds weird at all. There's a there's a couple of guitars I would like to own just to put them on display. Like for instance, the Mike McCready signature guitar from Pearl Jam. Oh yeah. I just don't have that kind of coin to drop on it, but I don't think it's all that weird to collect guitars because they look awesome on the wall. They do. But the problem is, I just bought a really nice Fender Strat, and Lee Oscar was in town, so I went down to see him, and I sat and talked to him for a while, and I ended up having all the guys sign it, so now I have to buy another guitar, because I was going to learn how to play. Ah. And, and I'm left-handed, so I have to buy a left-handed guitar, and so they signed that one, so that's another one I have to put up, and 
I've got uh, I've got Jimmy Page, Alice Cooper. I've just got tons, and I really want to play because it's embarrassing to have someone come to your house and say, "Dude, that's awesome! Can you play that?" And it's like, no. How many? Just guitars? say they're too valuable to touch, man. I can't. I can't be messing with these guitars. Well, you know, and I just bought a really nice one. I bought a, um, a Gibson Les Paul 1980 SGR1. Uh, in black and it's it's beautiful and there's only 200 of them wow so you know it, that's a really cool thing to have but i <laughs> can't play it you know it, 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 it's just it's it looks so beautiful you know and you open up the hard case and it's so impressive and 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 i just can't do anything although it I've would got, it would be pretty amazing if all of a sudden you had some buddies over and like this there's only 200 of these dude can you just play something for me and then you take it out of the case you look like you're about to play something like some shredding some awesome guitar lick and you just start doing like Mary had a little lamb on it <laughs> and, they'll, and they'll be like alright man you can put that back in the case well Steve? I did I did actually take it to the Madison Avenue pub and have uh, one of the guys to, during blues night take it for a spin and and it sounded real good oh, I bet that was cool I like yeah. the Madison Avenue yeah. pub that's a fun spot hey how many guitars yeah. you got total uh, thirteen, I think. Nice. And of of the thirteen, which one did you drop the most coin on? Out of curiosity, the the nineteen eighty SGR one that was about twenty five hundred. Whoa! The rest of the rest of my I picked up from people who needed money, and was able to to pick them up pretty cheap, and then end up getting them signed. I mean, uh, when I when Jimmy Page signed the guitar for me, I was so shocked. I he, I was in the studio in. Uh, L.A. Warner Brothers with my cousin, and this guy kept asking me if I was a guitar technician, and I was trying to play the piano because that's what I, I play the piano, and I kept going, "Leave me alone! Stop talking to me!" And then finally, I had some really foul words, and when I turned around, he was standing in the door, and I was like, "Oh, oh I just, I, I felt like the biggest idiot in the world," and I said, "Could I get your autograph?" Which is something I don't do. And he said, "Yeah, come on down." So he signed the guitar and he gave me a bow with it and uh, gave me wrote, uh, Steve, thanks for sounding so good because it just so happens I was playing Stairway to Heaven when he came in. So, I mean, just that's kind of how it all starts. You know, you meet somebody and and I screw the pooch every time I meet someone famous because I don't realize who they are. <laughs> and um, I just I just got uh, 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 Shooter Jennings. I was sitting next to him down in Redondo and uh, I didn't know who he was and I had some in my boots, so I said, hey, you know, you, you want to take some shots, and so we sat there and took shots, and he got all hammered out with me, and before I realized that when these girls asked to sign a shirt, I thought they wanted me to sign it because it was one of my shirts, and he stood up, and I was like, what are you doing? He says, what are you doing? I said, well, who are you? He says, who are you? And turns out that he was a headliner, so I was feeling pretty stupid at that point. You know? All of this happened to me, too, one time when I was on acid. <laughs> like a crazy acid trip. 206-803-ROCK. We are talking about what is the strangest hobby you've ever encountered someone having, or what is your hobby that many think is odd? Melissa in Tacoma, what is it you collect? Beach Boys and Brian Wilson everything. Wow. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. I, we go to... Every time they come and they play at, like, the Puyallup Fair or, like, Mary Moore Park, uh, me and my daughter go. I have a whole studio that's just, like, filled with records and books. And I, I, you know how much concert shirts cost, right? 
You know, when you go to a concert and you buy a shirt, they're way more expensive than they should be. I have so many bridal insurance. Dude, the other time when we went to that Beaches concert, not the Beach Boys, but the, just the Beaches, the shirt was $50. I was like, yeah. you know, I want a t-shirt, but I don't want a t-shirt that bad. I have about six Brian Wilson hoodies, and I I dress kind of like alternative and metal, and so it doesn't really go with my wardrobe, so they just hang in my closet. So who got you hooked on Brian Wilson and the music of the Beach Boys? Um, I was... I was actually really depressed one day and went down this, like, YouTube rabbit hole <laughs> and somehow, like, came across a um, an audio, like, an acapella audio of the Beach Boys singing, uh-huh. which led to an audio of Brian's Wil- Brian Wilson's dad yelling at him and oh, Brian damn. Wilson being schizophrenic. And I was just dealing with so much stuff, I just kind of... Uh, related to it all and was like, oh my God, he's crazy like me. And he makes good music. <laughs> so is Pet Sounds your favorite of all their records? Uh, actually, yes. I would say yes. It's such a great record. And what about favorite yeah, I, Beach Boys song? Pet, I went to the anniversary tour when they came, the wow. 60th anniversary of Pet Sounds. Do you have a favorite Beach Boys song? God only knows. Yeah. That's a jam. That's a jam. I've only saw, I I saw Brian Wilson once and he was playing with a band called the Wonderments and they were incredible back in band. It was at the Washington State Fair, the Puyallup Fair at the time. But the craziest part about the show is my buddy and I were watching and then I looked at my buddy and I'm like, I don't think he's playing that keyboard that's in front of him. (laughs) And then all of a sudden the two of us were just fixated on it and we're staring and we realize it's not plugged in and he's just touching the keys like open up your hands all fully open so like your fingers are spread apart and just kind of pounce down beep boop beep boop that's pretty much what he was doing the entire time at first you're not really paying attention because there's so much good stuff going on the music's really good and like you know where our seats were you see him moving but you're not like you're not hyper focused on it but once we started hyper focusing on it that's all we could see so were they playing to a track at all or like was there no the band was playing Brian was Wilson no wasn't well, there were so they, keys, but they had like you know they had a couple keyboard players, oh. and I think it was just a safety net for the dude, oh, you yeah. know, because obviously he's had some mental issues for over sure. the years, and I think he's had some massive stage fright. So that was our, at least in our you know long winded conversation we were having while watching. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's just like a safety net so he can even do these shows that he needs something in front of him. Sure. Otherwise, maybe he just feels alone and naked, you know, like that kind Not of a comfortable. Vibe. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it was just it was comical how he was just. <laughs> To do, and it didn't take. I mean, we, we focused on it, but it was still a great show. I bet. And he sounded great. I mean, I think he was really singing. I'm sure he was. Well, actually, now I'm not sure. I was say, 50% of the things he was doing up there, he wasn't doing for real. Rockaholics, how would you like to beat Steve? He is 50, 16, and 6 in 2024. 206 803 Rock. We will play Beat Migs at 650. The Daily Migs Show.